0: Hello, thank you for coming back to my podcast. I am very happy to have you here. This is a series of single motherhood as an expat, and we begin with episode two. Okay, uh, we never knew the results we were going to have after after each court appointment, as I mentioned before. But regardless what it was, my faith, was so unwavable that I knew everything would turn out okay at the end I was sure that God was with me with my son and with everybody actually I remember repeating to myself it has to be a better way it has to be a better way over and over one day after another one week after another and one day I called My ex-husband asked him if we we could meet, and have an appointment and we met and I asked for permission to leave. My ex-husband was traveling more than 50% of the time, and he is still traveling more than being in New York. And we talk about it. We talk about how life will be if I live in Arizona and for our son. We talk about the language advantage I had as an Hispanic woman in the state, which happened to be true. There is so many people speaking Spanish in this state that I have been able to help through my career. We also talked about how were we going to manage our son's time for him to be present at his dad's life and vice versa. And we resolved that I was going to bring our son every other month to New York. I stayed with a friend, what they left to his home. And the alternative months, his dad traveled to Phoenix, pick pick him up at our place and left for a few days. David saw all that as a mini vacation. My son saw that as a mini vacation I made at the time the promise that our kid was always going to love his dad and I was to support a relationship. My son, up to the age of five, traveled every other month and was visited by his dad. So as you can figure it out, finally, we had an agreement. I was going to come to live to live in Arizona, I promised my ex-husband our son was going to always love him and was going to be present in his life. I kept my promise and I promote the relationship. I always support them and always had good communication for the well-being of our kids. going back to that agreement they one day my son our dog and i took the plane and moved to arizona the state of the sun the beautiful valley of phoenix arizona and the hassle begun and truly begun just arriving can you imagine uh, young mother with a young, pretty young toddler. David was at that time mm, close to two years old, I think. My son was at that time close to two years old. And we have our dog. I was pushing the stroller. The dog was on top of the canopy and then I had three big luggages that I had to push. So I pushed the stroller, went back, pulled the luggages, and again, push the stroller, go back, pull the luggages, push the stroller, pull the luggages. And it was a story, a long story, and, or a long walk, I should say. And then by the time I got to the rental car, somebody was kind enough to help me with the um, luggages. That way I could push my son and finally get into the car to the hotel that we stayed in for, I think, uh, they were like one week or two weeks. I cannot remember that, but that was before I rented the apartment that we lived in for, uh, for a year. Anyway, I, uh, we arrived to Arizona and the hassle started at that time. I knew only one family or actually one couple in the whole valley. I didn't have a job, had little savings. The most important thing was I had the support of my parents and my sister from afar. Oh my God, how wonderful it is to feel your family's unconditional love. We arrived at the end of 2008, and I sent my resume to any possible company that had a job opening in marketing or administration or anything that was related to my prior career in marketing. And I also put some resumes in some some schools to teach Spanish. Unfortunately, the economy started to collapse at that time and continued to do so for a few years. No positions were open or I was not selected on paper to have even an interview. I did go to some of the places that offer a position, but I was not letting getting so lucky in meeting the right people. So I started to promote myself. I met a lady who introduced me with her friends and then a couple gave me a few hours to work with them helping them to organize their files, reviewing some documents and so on. One day in 2009, I just thought, okay, I'm going to get my real estate license. I thought I have always had the curiosity of selling homes. Why not to do it now? I thought I was going to finish my classes in two weeks, which it was the fastest you could, uh, the classes could be taken at that time, full-time classes. And I didn't know that my baby was going to get sick. At that time, the swine flu was everywhere and my son had all the symptoms. I had to rush him to the hospital so many times. I was desperate. The symptoms were so horrible. They were uncontrollable the fever, the vomiting, medication was not working, anything, uh, the things that worked were the things that were put in his veins. Then my mom traveled from Mexico. She took the plane to help me at that time or to support me. My son got better uh, quite a few days later and I was able to go back to school, but the two weeks became six months. And after that, I took the national and the state test and became a realtor at the end of 2009. In my mind, it was going to be an easy cake to sell homes. What was I thinking? Who was I going to sell to? I knew. Only five people and all of them had homes. The economy just crashed and I knew nobody. And this is the end of episode number two. Thank you for tuning in and my name is Marie Carmen Ramos and I'll see you in episode 3.